Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Talk here at the SG Taurus Company. I'm your host, Matt LePan. And today we have the pleasure of bringing back on one of our favorite vendors that we talk with here on Taurus Talk, and that is Elena Burdick from EBNL Marketing. Elena, it's been a while. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me back, Matt. I'm always delighted to be here. We've covered a lot of things with you. We've covered using co-op correctly. We've covered marketing plans. Today, we're going to cover something that if a dealer doesn't do it, in my opinion, almost nothing else matters, and that is branding their company Elena, obviously, when people think of brands, you know the ones that market well, but why is branding so important, especially in recognizing an HVAC company where there are so many options out there? Oh my gosh, right? So branding, for marketing in general, branding is called the bedrock, and there's a good reason for that. When you think about it, all of the marketing that you're going to do is really built on that foundation of your branding, so it's truly the the bedrock. And I think a lot of times in HVAC, we kind of overlook the importance of it. I mean, think about it, you know, a, a new dealer starting out, he's all excited, he letters his truck and off he goes. Not really thinking about the marketing and the branding side of the company when you're trying to get your company up and running. But it is something that's very, very important. You know, you need a brand to, to really define yourself and to differentiate yourself, which is super important in HVAC because basically think about it we're kind of a grudge purchase we're kind of an industry that's not very sexy people aren't really interested in us and in fact most consumers don't even know what HVAC stands for unfortunately it's super important for us to stand out and differentiate ourselves in this industry yeah everybody needs it nobody wants to pay for it that is true and it's you know I will say that that's very true it's it's hard because when you're just starting out with your company, you know, a good branding package, it's going to cost you a couple thousand dollars. And it's not something that's going to immediately bring you leads, but it is something that you have to have. You have to look at it as an investment. You have to look at it like your trucks, like your tools. It's something you need for your business. Well, and you say branding package, and it's great that you put it in that way, because when most people think of branding, you know, they're not, a lot of guys out there aren't marketing experts. They think of branding as, well, I have a logo and I have my guys wear t-shirts. What else do I need? What else do they need? It's more than just the, more than just their logo, right? So much more than just their logo. Your brand is your identity. It's your image. It's your company personality. It's how customers recognize you. It's how customers relate to you. It's it's really how customers will begin to trust you. And ultimately, it's why they're going to spend money with you and not somebody else. It's not just your logo. It's the look, the feel, the colors, the fonts, the marketing message, the theme, all of that together is your brand. And when you talk about some of these things, we've talked off the air about this. You say that there are five elements of a good brand. Let's run through some of these elements because obviously, like we just said, we want to identify it's more than just your logo. It's more than saying... Jim's HVAC with the picture of a little flame in the background. We both know there are so many logos that are very similar, and we want to make sure that folks out there are branding themselves correctly so they stand out from those brands. In advertising, there's five elements of a good, solid brand that you'll see in all of the first-tier national brands. Recognition, consistency, uniqueness, adaptability, and emotion. We strive to have all of those things in a good brand recognition you know we talk about in advertising whenever i whenever i teach a class i ask the dealers 
how many times do you think a consumer needs to see your name or your logo before they actually remember it? And I get all kinds of answers shouted at me, uh, but the answer is seven. So it's something that we call the rule of sevens. Say, for example, a homeowner sees your truck driving by in traffic and they see your logo and your brand as they drive by and they look at it, but they don't remember it but it makes an impression in their brain. And then maybe the next day that same homeowner is out for a jog and he runs by your lawn sign in a neighbor's front yard. He sees it and it makes an impression, but he doesn't remember it and he certainly doesn't remember you. And then he goes to his son's little league game and you've sponsored the team, so you've got a billboard out in the in the outfield. And again, he sees your name and doesn't really remember it, but it, it makes an impression in his brain. That's just how the human brain works. Uh, there's just little impressions that add up. And then maybe he goes home and you send him a postcard. And he looks at the postcard and he tosses the postcard. So you see where I'm going with this? It doesn't have to be sending the same consumer seven postcards all at once. It's that all of these impressions of your company add up. Now, weeks later, that same homeowner realizes, gee, I haven't had my air conditioning checked yet. I really should get that looked at. And he goes to the web and he types in air conditioner repair, air conditioning checkup, and up pops your name. But so do 10 other guys pop up. But there's something about your company name that now is familiar. It feels right. It feels comfortable. There's something about it that makes them click on that name, and it's because you've made all of these impressions on that consumer. Just getting out there and being recognizable is very important in that rule of sevens. Yeah, and it's so interesting that you put it that way. You know, we've talked about in former podcasts, all these marketing activities mesh together, and the core behind it all, as we're saying here, is a good brand. Kind of getting along with that, you mentioned the recognition, the rule of sevens, consistency. This might be, for me, and the, the element is the number one thing, and it's brand standards and consistency. <laughs> yeah. I think you agree with this me on this. This might be the me. number one thing to look at. Right, right. This one is actually a huge pet peeve of mine because your logo needs to be consistent. I can't tell you how many times I'll sit down with a dealer to do a marketing consultation and I'll say, hey, you know, show me what you've been doing up until now. And they'll pull out their equipment stickers and they'll show me their van wraps and an ad that they did and, and I'll look at their website. And their logo looks different every place that it appears. Now, <laughs> what does that say to a consumer? when your logo looks different. The font's different, the colors are different, it, it, the sizing's di it, it's different. It's barely recognizable. What does that say to a consumer? It says, you don't have your act together. You're not professional. You look like an amateur. And then think about that in terms of the rule of sevens. So the van drives by and it makes an impression and there's your one, and then they run by the lawn sign, which should be number two, but if your logo looks different there, you're going back to number one again. So you're not helping yourself. Consistency is, is just super important for helping to make those impressions. So what we do, and really any good designer or any good marketing firm, when they create a brand for you, they're going to automatically give you something called branding standards. Um, and, you know, of course, HVAC dealers are used to this because when you're working with a manufacturer, there are certain standards and guidelines that you have to follow when you're using that manufacturer's logo. And so it's no different for a dealer. Branding standards should be part of that logo and identity package. And those standards are its simply going to be a document and it's going to show this is my logo. This is how my logo looks in color. 
This is how it looks in black and white. These are the exact colors that are in my logo. That's there's something called PMS colors, which is a Pantone matching system. And it's the exact colors. As you know, manufacturers have their certain red or their certain blue. And that's, a, that's an exact color. It always looks the same. When you have these branding standards, it shows you know the spacing, how much space should be around your logo. If your logo is going to be reversed out and printed in white with a black background, how is that going to look? When you have those it's really helpful because when you want to go get uh, t-shirts or hats or sweatshirts or any kind of swag for your company, you just hand that vendor a set of those branding standards and then they have no excuse to not have your logo look perfect on anything that you order from them. And it gives you just a, you know, just a little bit of leverage where, if, you know, how many times do we know dealers that have gotten back hats that they're not happy with or t-shirts or sweatshirts that they're not happy with uniforms. And you can then say to that vendor, hey, I gave you branding standards. You know exactly what my colors are. You know exactly how everything's supposed to look. You have no excuse for subpar work. It's not hard for a company. You can be a company of two people. And you can apply the same brand standards as a company like American Standard or Train or Mitsubishi that has tens of thousands of people in it. And it's so important. You want to mimic those big brands because they get what they're doing. They're also unique. And that brings us into your next point, which is uniqueness in your brand. Well, one last point that I want to make about consistency is when you look professional, when you look like you've got your act together, guess what? You can charge more. Always, it's always better to make more money. Everybody likes that one, right? So yeah, uniqueness, that is also a big stickler of mine. And I think that's a really important one to talk to because we talked about how HVAC is not necessarily very sexy. It's not something that's top of mind to consumers. I mean, consumers get super excited about spending money on their houses. You know, they can't wait to, to redo that bathroom, myself included. And, um, you know, they love that, you know, new big grill unit out by the pool with the built-in refrigerator and the, you know, wine rack. Oh, they can't wait to spend money on that. But, you know, need a new heating and cooling system? Wah, wah. Oh, why do I have to right? spend so much money on this? <laughs> yeah, so, so they're not super excited about spending money on it. But so they don't really think about us and they don't really want to think about us. And, uh, the good news is that they, they do need us. So eventually... Uh, they have to call us, but they tend to see all HVAC dealers as kind of interchangeable. And that's really our fault. And it's our fault because that perception that homeowners get about, you know, all contractors kind of being the same is because everybody is using the same tired, old branding cliches, sunshine and snowflakes, red and blue. So I will tell you, Matt, that I do, I teach this class, it's called HVAC Branding and Marketing Fundamentals, and it's a, it's a full day class. We spend a whole hour just on branding. I mean, there's a lot to talk about with marketing. Branding's so important, we spend a whole hour talking about it. And when I teach that class, one of the fun things that we do is I have everybody stand up and I say, okay, and I just did this in Florida a couple weeks ago. I said, everybody who has the sun or sunshine or sunbeams or flames, sun flares in your logo, sit down. And I will tell you, two thirds of the class went down. 40 people, yep. two thirds of them went down. And then I said, anybody whose logo is blue and we lost the rest of them. And everybody was down. Everybody who proudly says on their website, on the side of their van, in their, in their branding, in their marketing message, 
we're family owned and you lose everybody. Not that there's anything wrong with being family owned or saying that you're family owned, but that's not what you want to hang your hat on. And when everybody says we're family owned, we do quality work, what does it mean if everybody says it? It's all the same. So no wonder homeowners can't tell us apart. Like I said, every truck, when I was in Florida, (laughs) every truck in the parking lot had the sun on it, every single one. And, you know, every fly-by-night jerk of a contractor says he does quality work. Let's find something else to talk about. It's great to be family-owned, but I don't know about you, Matt, but my family's nuts. (laughs) Yep. Do you want to be shining a light on those crazy people? I don't think so. (laughs) It's kind of our fault that everybody thinks we're the same. We don't have to be the same. Just be unique. Just do something different. Maybe you have uh, a special service that you could brand. Maybe you're, you know, open late or open after hours at no charge and you could brand that. Or maybe you have a super quick response team and you could brand that. So, so it could be a service that you could brand. It could be something that has nothing to do with HVAC. I've got some guys that have kind of a, a fishing theme in their branding because their last name was Fish. And then I've got some guys who are bikers and they kind of did a biker theme and they get a lot of work from other bikers. There's a lot of camaraderie in that community. So, and then I love to tell the story about, I was working with this really nice lady in New York City area and we were trying to work on branding and she kept saying, well, we're family owned, but that's really important to us, but we're family owned and our son's coming into the business, really important. And I say, well, I understand that, but we've got to find something else to brand you with. After about an hour you know, we both got a little frustrated. We took a break. When I came back, she was she was talking to her territory manager in the hall, and she said to him, I heard, overheard her say to him something about her stupid red trucks. And I said, wait, what are you talking about? And she said, well, we've got this whole fleet of red trucks. And ding, ding, can't ding, go ding, any- ding. Right? So she said, I can't go anywhere without people saying to me, oh, aren't you that red truck lady? Don't you have all those red trucks? Aren't you the red truck guys? And I just about fell out of my chair. <laughs> that's it. (laughs) You know, so we turned them into the red truck guys, right? So that there, it was right under our noses the whole time. It was something that their customers already identified with and recognized them as. And so we just kind of put a light on it. We shined a light on it, made them the red truck guys. So now all of the, the work that we do has those red trucks in it. So it's immediately identifiable as that company. It's something that sets them apart. So my point is it does not have to be about HVAC. It can be it can be about your company. It can be about a hobby that you have. It could be maybe you have an interesting building that you're in. You know, it really can be anything. We talk about family owned and, and open the salon, you know, those aren't bad things. Lead your website with that. You can lead your website with that, but your logo and your brand that you're pushing out to people needs to be different. And if it's not different, then it's not going to stand out. And if it doesn't stand out, like you said, you're just not going to get the phone calls. And, and it's a great example of, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Sometimes the most simple and right under your nose things are your brand. You're the red truck lady. Well, guess what? You're never buying a truck that's not red again. That's right. I don't know how happy she was with me, but the branding certainly works. <laughs> if the branding works, then they're going to make money and they'll be very happy with you in the long run. Well, they're they're recognizable, right? That that made them recognizable, made them stand out, which is super important. 
And now we, we move on down the line here, these five elements. The next one you have is adaptability. You know, this one's important because what we run across a lot in our industry is really kind of homespun logos. We have a lot of people whose, you know, daughter drew their logo or their brother-in-law who was out of work and is a really good artist drew their logo. And that it just makes things a little problematic sometimes. I always say that there's a difference between a really good artist and a really good designer because to design, the definition of design is to plan. So a designer, a professional designer, already understands where your logo is going to be used. They understand that it's go- it's not just going to be on a piece of paper or on the internet. It's going to be, on, you know, it's going to be enormous on the side of a van. It may be even bigger on a billboard and it's got to shrink down to a mobile site and still look good. So yeah, so we want to make sure that we have a professionally designed logo to make sure, does it work? in black and white. That's design 101. Your logo has to look good in black and white. Does it depend on color in order to be effective? Does it does it depend on the color, which is a little hard to, to explain without, without actually showing that, but you know, a good design is not created from clip art that's readily available on the internet. And I see a lot of that. A, a good design isn't overly complex. It's got to be able to scale well and work in, in different mediums. You know, it works well in black and white. It, it has the appropriate choice of fonts. You'd be amazed at how even a font can uh, can affect how a logo looks. And, you know, we want to make sure it's not trendy. So, you know, right now I'm working with someone who has a logo and it's it's very, very detailed. His wife drew it. He, he can't, he tells me I can't, you know, change the logo without changing my marital status. So <laughs> I've got to use this logo. You know, we're working around it, but it's very hard to, to scale it. It's a little too detailed. It looks very muddy when it becomes small. So my whole point here is you're going to use that logo, the entire time that you're in business, it's worth investing in. And using that professional designer can help you with, you know, you brought up font, you brought up colors. Emotion is our fifth element. Color and font can really change the emotion of how someone looks at your company. Yeah, and, and you, you want to create emotion around your brand. And, and I'll give you an example. Think about Harley. Matt, are you a, are you a biker? Do you have a Harley? Oh, I have, I have no balance. I couldn't be a biker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually am a biker from way back. Um, and whenever I speak to a, a room full of dealers, there's at least two or three Harley guys in the, in the room. And I always say, you know, even if you're not a biker, you probably know a Harley guy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Have you ever met anybody so emotional about a brand as a Harley guy? No, nope. They are it's, they're <laughs> right. ri- they're ride or die, and that's right. Exactly. And think about think about the power of that brand. Think about this: their customers will take that company's logo and tattoo it on their body permanently. The last class I taught, a guy stood up and like rolled up his sleeve and showed everybody his Harley tattoo. Now think about the power of a brand that is so strong that people want to permanently put it on their body. I mean, it's kind of astounding, right? That's what everyone shoots for, right? That's what you want. You want you want people that dedicated to you. That's what we're aiming for. I, you know, I question how we're going to get there at HVAC, but it's it's certainly something to strive for. But it does point out just how powerful emotion a brand can be. So again, this is an ideal that we're striving for with with a powerful emotional brand. We'll just do the best that we can. <laughs> 
H-V-A-C. But there's so many things that affect it. And, you know, I, I have to cut the guys some slack because really, you know, there's a lot of very good reasons why people always go to blue and red for HVAC. I mean, blue signifies professionalism and success and integrity. And that's why some of those big brands use that color. And red really signifies strength and warmth and even aggression and energy. And that's why, think about uh, ESPN, they use that color, right? So companies pick their colors very carefully based on the emotions that come from them. It's very easy to fall into the to the red and blue trap. I would just encourage dealers to maybe maybe try something else. And then even fonts. You would be surprised how much fonts affect our emotions. When I teach my class, I show up on the up on the screen the word Disney. The old Disney font is very much kind of normal it's called garamond it's a it's an everyday font we all use it every day and then i show the new disney font which is called waltograph i think and it's very stylized and it's really cute and you probably can picture it in your head because we've all seen it so you many can times see it being drawn I, out on the screen in front of you yep exactly and i asked dealers like do you see and everybody's like wow you can just feel and, and I say, how does the how does the new Disney logo make you feel? And they say, fun. It just looks fun, just from the the font, right? So so these things um, I, I bring up these things because they're all very important when putting together a logo, the color and the font choice. Those things are something that a professional designer can help you with. And what else is more important than people realize is brand ambassadors. You think of the term brand ambassador and you think of someone that represents your company you think of someone who sells it or the harley guy with the tattoo on his arm or anything like that but in the hvac industry when you're a dealer your brand ambassador is yourself and everyone that works for you isn't it it's so true matt yeah and and it's super important that employees understand what the brand means i mean if if you're investing in creating this brand and, and putting yourself out there to the community, hey, this is who we are and this is our company personality, you really want your employees to walk it and talk it and feel it and love it. That does not happen by osmosis, right? Right. You want the you want them to be proud of the brand, but it takes time to get there. Well, it's a conversation. You've gotta have a conversation an ongoing conversation about who you are and what your face is to the community. And like you said, it's it's branding is not just for your consumers, it's for your staff as well. Yeah. And you know, we should probably talk, I think we've made a pretty good case for why branding is important. So why do we think that branding has become just recently exponentially more important for HVAC dealers? Well, you look at it and for me it's it's, the ever-present world of social media. People are seeing you more often. People are seeing brands more often, and whether it be on the internet, whether it be on a Facebook ad or on Twitter or on Instagram, or whether it be just out and about, people are more cognizant of what's around them because there's so much stimulation. So you want your brand to stand out. That's, that's a really good answer. That's an excellent answer. But the answer I was looking for is that now consumers can sit at home, get on their computer, and order HVAC services from Amazon. 
and most people have no clue that that's happening. A lot of dealers out there, you just blew their mind. I did. I did. I, I could hear it. I could hear it from here. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little shocking. It's a little upsetting. But the sad truth is that the internet has won. Amazon continues their takeover. Oh, man, right? So so consumers, you know, and that goes right along with what you were saying, Matt, is consumers have a lot more choices now. They don't know the difference. And something like being able to go on Amazon, type in your zip code, and order service or filter change or, you know, even a, a unit and a unit and the installation all packaged as one, is one package price. It's a game changer, really. It changes how you have to attack the market and how you have to brand yourself. Yeah. And so what I always say is because consumers have so many choices now, really, what is the difference between a a homeowner asking that, you know, that device that they now talk to the Alexa or the, the Google device? What's the difference between a homeowner saying, Alexa, find me someone to fix my air conditioning system? And that same homeowner saying, Alexa, call Joe's AC and plumbing to come and fix my system. We really want homeowners going to the internet or asking the voice search for you, not just asking for furnace repair, what is ductless, how can I get my filters changed, you know. We want them looking for you. And the way that that happens is to get your name out there and be recognized. The difference is branding. Well, Lane, I think we've pretty well covered that branding is the backbone of your business and that it's the most, really the most important thing you can do. Anything in marketing is make sure that you have a strong brand. Obviously, we covered a lot here. If people want to find out more or if they want to go over a little bit of what we talked about, where can they find you? Where can they find EBNL Marketing and get some more information? They can find us on our website at EBNL Marketing. So that's E-B-A-N-D-L marketing.com. And Matt, we've got a kind of a nice blog page on there too with all kinds of interesting tips and ideas and articles, just just free marketing advice specifically for HVAC dealers. They can find us there. They'll find us on Facebook. And if they do, we're holding a contest on Facebook and we're giving away a free marketing consultation This is a $700 value, and all you have to do is just like our page, our Facebook page, and uh, you'll be entered into the drawing for a free marketing consultation. And it's some great information, and it's it's huge. If you can potentially win a free marketing consultation, EBNL does a great job. That's why we like having them on. That's why we want to thank Elena for coming on again, and we'll definitely hear from her again in the near future, but we want to thank her for coming on. We want to thank everyone for tuning in. Make sure to go and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Search Taurus Talk. You can find us on TuneIn Radio, searching Taurus Talk as well. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Talk there. And finally, as always, you can listen to any of our podcasts on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcast. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Talk. <laughs>